Hey guys, back on the couch today. I've got Callum Fraser here joining me on the LibFit podcast. Um, he's a PT up in uh, Green Zone, Joondalup. I'll yeah. let you introduce yourself, mate. Thanks for having me on, Cash. Honestly, yeah, I'm a PT coordinator up at Green Zone, Joondalup. I'm loving it so far. Been in the industry for about six years. Um, I've only been at Green Zone just over a month. Wow, okay. Yeah. So not too long at all, man. But yeah, yeah. thanks for having me on. These are little casting couch, nice black couches. Yeah, mate. I was wondering what the white stains were on the couch. <laughs> Yeah, it does. Uh, everyone that sits on this couch thinks it's, uh, it's an ex-porno couch, which, you know, I can't, can't confirm or deny. Got them on sale? <laughs> yeah, got them on sale, that's it. Anyway, so you've been in the industry for about six years, man. What, uh, what kicked off your journey? Honestly, man, it was misinformation. So I actually got misinformed. I got sucked into the whole keto vibes, losing weight, trying to get a six-pack, I think, as every other guy kind of starts out. And um, just got led down the wrong path. And then it wasn't until I was kind of started following the right people and reading the right research and looking into the right people that I realized that how much I had been misinformed and I was like holy shit if it was that easy for me to be misinformed then it must be it's so easy for everyone else to be misinformed so it just pushed me to kind of want to get educated and wanted to get a professional yeah. something back something to my name to try and help other people and I've always been kind of like a I think I played team sports growing up so I've always been kind of like a giver I always wanted to help other people so that's what kind of pushed me into the industry and then I started, did my Cert 3 through TAFE, so a little bit different to most people now, they just do their little course online for seven, eight grand. Yeah, yeah. Did my Cert 3 in TAFE and I'm not going to lie, I finished my Cert 3 and I actually slacked off quite a bit. I found out obviously as a PT, I'm not sure if many people know that listening to this, but as a PT you do pay rent. Yeah. You pay, you know, your 250 or 350. You're going to work. So you, you got to yeah. pay to work, you know. And I was like, too. Yeah, exactly. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, like I'm not going to pay all this rent and try and make a living. So I was almost like, I got sucked in, I think, to the online space. Yes. And yeah. I was like, yeah, no, let's be an online coach. Like, be hell cool, like, work remotely. And then I actually just started making some online content and trying to share my, um, share how I'd been misinformed and trying to share the right, get people on the right path through that way. And then I realized um, I need to do my Cert 4. Yeah. So went back, did my Cert 4, but I did it through ARPT online. Okay, yeah. Shocking, honestly. As yeah, much, they are, aren't they? As yeah. much as like, look, I, I don't want to talk crap about anyone, but as much as as much as I, yeah, as much as I don't like to talk crap about other people, like everyone's doing them. But that was a shocking course. Like, I remember that submitting. I, I say this all the time. I was submitting. I submitted my final assessments, and you got to submit some video format of just you demonstrating some exercise, taking someone. So my girlfriend at the time, I was taking her through a few exercises. Didn't do one stretching vid or anything like that. And straight got the feedback from them, like, we really enjoyed the stretching vid. And I was like, what stretching vid? You know, just like, hell generic yeah, response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm sorry to throw AIPT under the bus. Yeah, yeah, mate. They're all like that. There's no, there's none, like, there's none that I've heard of or that I've done myself that, that give you enough to, to really, yeah. um, to really make a dent in the, in the industry. It's like, they give you enough just to be dangerous. Hundred percent. They got, and obviously they got to teach you the right information just, yeah, they got just to get the past, past, yeah. like pass fail sort of thing. But I don't think you can even fail the ones these days. Yeah, no. Like <laughs> at least with my cert three at TAFE, like there was weekly exams, like pass failure to resit units and yeah. stuff like that. Very similar to university, but um, but yeah. So I went and did my cert four just to obviously get qualified. But I think you're probably the same. The most experience we've got is actually coaching people. Hands on, man. Yeah, yeah. So learn, I went. Learn from I, your ups. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So that's what that's all how we learn. Like we just learn from our mistakes. So I got sucked into, yeah, the online space. Like, I'm still posting content every day online because it helps expand my business in person, but I kind of got sucked into that online coach, you know, like yeah. six-figure business, like yeah, trying yeah. to help yeah. do that way. And it's like, 
that's for me you're kind of going into things the wrong way if you just want to be out of the gym yes like you become a better online coach by coaching in the gym yes the other way around you know, if you're an online coach you're not going to become a better coach in person mm. so i think everyone if you want to do the online coach thing that's sweet but you have to kind of have some years on the floor first yeah man. and yeah. so like i kind of dived into it a bit too soon and um but no in saying that i think everything happens for a reason like i was in that situation i, wa- I felt like i wanted to do that at that time i did work at um before i um somewhere along the line there so we're jumping through i got um i worked at uh result based training for about yep. a year and a half rbt, yep. RBT. Oh, uh, travis jones yeah yeah travis yeah, jones cool guy to learn off of. he's a cool guy 100 yeah. percent. he's a very motivational guy and i, I definitely learned a lot about from a lot about marketing my content well. yep. and marketing from him yep. I've still to this day not done a single paid marketing post. Wow, there you go. And I feel yeah. like I'm fully booked. Like I think yeah. um, people underutilize uh, social media and the organic. Hundred percent, the yeah. organic reach. Like yeah. they don't realize you post stories. You post you post one post a day. Post 10, 15 stories a day. If people are consistently looking at your content, that's your leads. Yeah, and they're free leads, and they're coming in, and yeah. if you are engaging with those people, if you're sh- if they respect you, then you can build a relationship, and you can actually build a coaching relationship from there. 100%, that's pretty good advice, yep. 100%, and it's, like, it's so underutilized, and people don't realize that it's right there, you know, and we're all kind of scrolling social media anyway. Yeah. I've got some friends that are like, man, like you're on social media way too much, and I'm like, <laughs> For who? And who? I'm like, all don't right. Follow me. So what I do is exactly like <laughs> yeah. there's an unfollow button for a reason. Yeah, like yeah. you don't have to follow me or look yeah. at my shit. You're not my client. Exactly, hundred <laughs> percent. If yeah. you're not feeding me, fucking me, or you're my family, then fuck off. You know, like sorry. I like that. Like, feed me, fuck me, or family. Exactly. Then fuck yeah. off. You know, if you're not like, or you're not paying the bills, it's like exactly. what your opinion doesn't matter. You know. Exactly. I think everyone's buys into other people's opinions way too much. Yes, man. And it's like yeah, you need to just stay in your lane. But anyway, back to RBT. Yeah, I was. I actually enjoyed my time at RBT but it just burnt me out a little bit too much. They push you hard, don't they? Push me hard, yeah. man. I worked, so the way they do it is there's seven classes a day, four days a week. Um, so Monday to Thursday, I was coaching from 5.30 in the morning, 5.45 yep. in the morning till about 7.30 at night with obviously split shifts, so you get to go home during the day. But it's just too much, man. Like coaching the exact same class as well, just like back to back. Yeah, it's just like, okay. so repetitive. I'm not, yep. a, I'm not a, we're not rep counters, yep. you know? Yep. And like even now, I, I do group classes at, green zone but only about three or four a week yeah and then i can actually That's give my get leads too yeah. exactly 100 yeah. percent. and i can give my all to those classes because i know it's just that one class in the day yeah and then i've got like a couple of days off or whatever and i can give all my energy to that class lose my voice whatever and structure the classes so you can help people so i think even that rep counting through classes like squat one squat two it's like how are you going to help susan with her buckled knee buckled ankles in the when corner you got 30 people in the yeah. exactly you got 30 people and you're counting up to 12 like tempo reps it's like yeah. It, but in saying that, I don't want to throw them under the bus just like I threw yeah. AAPT under the bus because yeah, yeah. I learned a lot from them. Yeah, 100%. Confidence. Yeah. I learned a lot from Travis through his courses and they upskill all their coaches like regularly. It's a great business. But yeah, I just knew my time. Like when I was waking up at 5.30, 5.30 in the morning, sitting at the edge of my bed, just like, <sighs> I knew like, oh, I knew like I was too overwhelmed. Like this is starting to affect my mental health. 100%. And like when you know you're there, it's like... Yeah. You, you know you, you got to make some changes you know yep. if you're on the side of the mono- minority majority sorry then you need to kind of assess and be like all right i need to try and maybe go against the grain a little bit and see what's going to happen and that's when i was like all right i'll go all in on this online stuff 
because I thought in my head, yeah, I've got like heaps of experience on the floor, but I was coaching classes. I wasn't coaching like one on one necessarily. Yes, a difference, eh? Big difference, yeah. Massive difference. And I had, because you can't provide that personalized experience, you know, especially doing like the seven classes of the exact same class. You got like Susan in the corner that can't even squat past parallel, you know, and yeah, you're like, yeah. and then you got Jackie in the corner who can squat like ass to grass, perfect mobility. Yeah, it's like just Jackie. such a vast range. Yeah, go Jackie. <laughs> go Jackie, get go it. Go Jackie, get it. You know, but it's like, you need to be able to provide that personalized experience. So yeah, I had a lot of people actually push me to leaving RBT. A lot of my clients through RBT said, look, leave, I'll leave with you. We'll do your programming. We'll get set up. And to this day, I still use RBT's software. Um, oh, cool. Keystone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with yeah, Keystone. I've heard of it. Yep, yep. It's a great platform, man, to help like clients with their programming, nutrition, and stuff remotely. So now what I'll do is I'll just offer my clients one session in person, and then I'll do their programming for the rest of the week. Very cool. So that man. way you're getting a snapshot of their whole week. Love that. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like for me oh, for so long, man. I just stayed stayed complacent at RBT, and I needed to actually start listening to those people that said, no, man, you're bigger than this, like you can push out. Not to say I'm bigger than RBT or anything like that, but I just knew I wanted to provide more of a personalized experience. And you're probably the same. You've been at Revo for how long now? I've been at Revo for just over two years now. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, so previously before that, I was at a place called Shredded Strength Institute. Mm. So over in, uh, which they were in Florida. Shredded? So, yeah, yeah, Shredded, yeah. yeah. So Do you know Mark Fury? Mark Fury, not off the top of my head. No. He used to be the manager at Shredder, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Pretty sure. Lovely guy. Honestly, he worked at RBT with me as well. Yeah, what was he doing at Shredder? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He was Shredded, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, if you're listening to this, you're a legend, mate. Yeah, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, same sort of thing, man. Like, that was a very cult like culture. Um, they like worked you to squeeze every cent they can out of you and out of your clients. So, you know, 100%. client would come in and they would have to pay like a $70 membership to use a gym. I have to pay, but that was sold before, so they'll take away from what you can make out of PT. Yeah. So you almost try to sell them a gym membership before you can make money as a PT. Were they giving you a salary? Them. Huh? Were they giving you a salary? No, no, you, you're, so you're a franchisee, so you come under a franchisee agreement. Yeah. And um, yeah, very cult-like culture. They believe in like, if you ate gluten, you die. Use a microwave. You're a terrible person. Oh my god. All gosh. this bullshit. You know, Full bro. Yeah, and like, you know, I'm one of those sort of people that would go right into that sort of thing and like, you know, yeah. hit it hard and be like, you know, if I'm in something, I'm, I'm going to push it yeah. as hard as I can. 100%. And so I did that for about, did that for about a year. And then I met, um, I met my ex-partner who was working in another gym. Yeah. Um, and uh, I went to go train with her. I was like, why is there no one talking about how bad gluten is here? Like, where is everyone? <laughs> gluten. Where's, where is the directors telling you off for doing a split squat role? I'm like, what is this place? It's not a cult. like... Yeah, I know. She's like, this is just a gym. I was like, wow. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I'm in the wrong place. So yeah, um, that that uh, same thing. Overgrew it. Yeah. Yep. Overgrew just that. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah, and like the amount of shit they talked about supplements, it was just they had no evidence on. <sighs> it was like they would give a, they'd give you clients like a list of twenty supplements sold by them <laughs> to that buy. their clients had to buy to get the results. And I was like, I, I like I knew deep down it was all a load of shit. But at the same time, for a year, I, I just you got to kind of sell it, man. Yeah, you got to. Exact same with me with RBT. Like, I loved RBT to bits and the people there that yeah. I met. But like, eighty dollars memberships a week, and then how are you meant to make any money off PT after that when someone's yeah. already pocketing out eighty dollars a week? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let alone if they're spending yeah money on supplements and all sorts. Oh, of yeah. and, and the healthy organic food these days, like <laughs> organic in brackets, yeah. <laughs> is like ten times the price of all oh, this shit. Ridiculous. It's like, man, yeah, you get all these bros on the fence, man. It's hard. Yeah, and what's um what's Green Zone charge for membership? It's not that much, man. I think the base membership's only like 20, 22 bucks a fortnight. Yeah, wow. So okay, it's so like, it's you like know, 10 and then, bucks a week. Exactly. And That's... a lot of people, and even us, we do like 
programs, like we call it um, vanilla gorilla program, just to yeah. get people off the go and like so that they know what they're kind of doing. And then if they want more of a specialized program, then they work with one of the PTs. Cool, but it's affordable, you know. Yeah, I love so, Green Zone. The fact that they've they offer me the role of as PT coordinator, and I stepped into it. And I'm so happy I did it because my conditions were that I had that creative freedom. I'm not paying rent, so it's like for me, it's amazing, man. It's like giving me so much more creative freedom with the classes creative freedom growing my business like running my own one-on-one sessions like you just I love giving that personalized experience man it's so much better than just that yeah like you were saying living in that cult like structure where you yeah. you kind of like you're just you're just reiter- you're reiterating you're a number yeah, yeah you're exactly a number. you're a number they don't really, they don't really, they don't really <laughs> care and as yeah. much as like yeah I think Travis really does care about all his employees and stuff yeah. like that but I was a number I was a number and we're all numbers and yeah. that's, and it's hard when you're trying to run a business like his goal I think is to impact like 10,000 lives or something like that yeah, yeah. very similar to yours and it's like yeah. it's like if you want to do that you kind of have to treat your coaches like numbers especially if you're running a yeah, franchise you to, business hard, yeah. so I understand that on the fence but it just yeah. wasn't for me exactly yeah it wasn't for me um, and the yeah, same thing what you're talking about affordability for your clients to be able to get the best results is you, if they're in a gym that's why I love um, you know uh, the the big box type gyms yeah is if you're if you if you're working if you're working within one running your own business within one that's owned and ran by people with genuine values and genuine qualities yeah um like the guy who owns Revo it's a family owned business um, yeah all them uh, Andrew and I sat down to him I sat down with him about a year ago and spoke to him just got got his backstory off him about how he got to where he was um and you know one of the big things for him was um. He said, the people around you reflect who you are. Um, so 100%. You're the choose sum of your the, team. Yeah, like, exactly. choose, the, choose a team that reflects you and they'll, they'll respond off your energy. And yeah. I, that, I really, I soaked that in a lot. And I was like, wow, you really got to try to create your own network of people around you. And again, it comes back to being affordable for people to come in and use a 24-hour gym whenever they want. Exactly. And have plenty of like budget left to, to be able to hire a trainer, hire a coach man. and get ridiculously good results. 100%. Because man. it costs money to get really good results. Exactly. Because you've got to pay for the knowledge, right? You pay for the time as well but I couldn't agree yeah. more Cash honestly you're the sum of the five people you surround yourself with like, I'm sure you've yeah. probably been through times in your life where you've maybe surrounded yourself with not so good the crowd yeah, exactly. and you reflect and look at the time and how you were in your life at that time mm. and then compared to how you are probably now because you surround yourself look like with like very people. limited people <laughs> exactly. exactly it's <laughs> yeah. very limited but you're yeah. probably I'm very sceptical of letting new people in unless they kind of add value you know exactly. they have to add value to your life but man I couldn't agree more honestly it's, it's, it's scary out there yeah, it's scary times for it for sure. But um, yeah, I got, I definitely got sucked into that. Even when I I was born in Botswana, in um, I get put in the South African box. <laughs> but I was born in Botswana, so yeah, it's just been off. It's it's Southern yeah. Africa. It's yeah. so it's the bottom North of Africa. Africa. We've got our own flag, you know. We're not. Was it right down the bottom? Yeah, right it? down the bottom. Oh, like right so, down in the tip. Yeah, right. so we're okay. not not too far, not too far, but about four hours from Johannesburg. So we got our own flag oh, and all that shit. shit so I'm not. But I can I can testament to that like be because cold there, man. when I yeah hundred percent man when I first moved to Australia I surrounded myself with all the wrong people because I was I moved here when I was twelve okay and I how didn't old are you know now? I'm twenty five now okay so twenty five so been here what's that thirteen years yeah, yeah so it's years. the first this year I've been here as long as I was living in Botswana wow. which is weird so it's like it's weird now I feel like I'm an Aussie yeah <laughs> but I 100% man, when I first moved here I started hanging around with train rats all the Eshe lads and like trying to dress Taggers, like them exactly graffers trying to what dress you, like them you know, yeah. rats tail and all yeah. drinking goon bags I was just an idiot like, man because I didn't know you know I didn't know I didn't know so I'm like yeah. I'm like I need, I need to make friends these guys are parked down my road you know yeah. down the street from my house in Lansdale I used to live in Lansdale old Lansdale days yeah. 
Jura and stuff. And it's like, you can get sucked into it so easily if you're not careful, man. So you need to be careful. And really, you need to constantly be checking yourself as well. It's very easy and like to get kind of led astray, especially if you go through, like we've both been through bad breakups. We spoke about it off camera and stuff. And it's like, especially if you go through bad things in your life, traumatic times, it's very easy to turn to things. Mm. Like even me and Kesh, my videographer, were talking on the way here. We were saying like, it's very easy to lead yourself astray and kind of even escape with drugs and stuff like that and try and escape reality. But all you're doing is just delaying the inevitable. You're not actually dealing with the shit that's going on. You need to kind of face it head on. And man, we all drink, we all do like drugs every now and then and stuff because it's fun to escape every now and then. But it's how I think it's, it's, you've got to get back on track. You can't just let that veer off and kind of get sucked into that lifestyle. But we're all in boxes, man. Like I keep thinking, I keep talking about this concept of like, we're, you and me are in the fitness box, you know? Like you got people who are in the car box, guys that care about their cars more than their like own Body. health. Own like, health you know? how, how true is that? Like just to break up that up there, what you're saying is like, most guys that have really good cars have terrible bodies. It's true, man. <laughs> it's, it's, it's because and that's it's, their pride. That's the external layer of their skin. So exactly. that's how they they value themselves of what their car looks like where you know if you take it uh, and usually it comes from a high level of insecurity and this is for 100%. a lot of guys that out there that might um, value external things instead of the internal because at the end of the day you're not going to live in your car you're not you live in your body exactly you're not going to live in your house like you do live in your house but you don't you're not going to live there most likely you're not going to live there your entire life exactly you're going to live in your body your entire life so if anything you invest in is it is your body it should be your body and yeah. your mind as well like yeah, your whole yeah. internal body yeah, in and 100%. out it's like you can't take your car with you to the deathbed you can't take to the grave you can't take that house with take you. Them to the club. exactly <laughs> you know what's the point of that you can't take all that stuff but yeah. in saying that it doesn't mean you can't have a nice car it just means that you should probably prioritise other stuff first but yeah. it's like it's boxes man you know you got people in the fitness box you got people in the car box you got people in the um, art box people in yeah. like drug box that we're talking about you got people Literal in box, whatever, exactly yeah. everyone's just doing their own Corporate. thing and it's like we're all it's hard because you attach these things to, you, to your identity and you need to be careful to not let it just over consume you. And there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness. You know, in the industry, like as soon as you start getting a little bit of a success, you can't necessarily just start puffing your chest out and like, I'm the man. You need to still stay humble. Humble, man. 100%. One of my first mentors that really changed my view on things, I didn't get it right after, after I first spoke to him. But now more than ever, it's probably more evident what he told me was... Um, one of the things was be humble. Yeah. He was like, be humble with, about what you want and sacrifice equals reward. He said, people think risk worth reward is like sacrifice. It's the amount of things you can sacrifice to get your goal. 100%. Um, and one of the things I love about him is um, he was, uh, I used to work for his company. It was uh, Access Hire Australia, which is a yeah. EWP company, a very different industry. Um, and, you know, I think it was like back in early 2000, 2001 or something, he, he didn't more have more than enough money to pay for his kids school fees crazy and this now, is your mentor yeah yeah this yeah. is uh, the, the guy of the company yeah and I took on as a mentor and um, 13 years later this company's worth half billion dollars um, and sacrifice yeah, yeah. yeah he said sacrifice reward and stay humble he, uh, he was like he's a very humble guy he wouldn't walk around and go you know fuck, what the fuck are you doing you're just walking around about, how's your day like is there anything we can do to help you is it, he was a person to try help people yeah do you know what I mean and that's the more people um, there's another guy Zach uh, sorry Jack um, Zalaki, who I had on the podcast, and you yeah. know, one of the things he said. I need to listen um, to that. Yeah, no, great guy. Uh, he said, you know, your reflection of how much money you're making is how many people you're helping, regardless of your industry. It's so, true. Like, yeah, and that's 
so important in this industry. 100%. Like, if you actually, if you get into this industry because you think it's cool to hang around the gym, think it's cool, to, you'll make a ton of money training people, you've, you're have you in the wrong industry straight away. Yeah. You know, I think you, you, you're probably the same as me. You've gone through times where you earn fuck all. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've yeah. gone through times where it's dried up. Like, I mean, COVID. Like, let's put COVID, for example. Yeah. Like, we're both... PTs, as soon as COVID hits, everyone's like, gym's closed. Yeah, gym's yeah. closed. They're holding on to their cash. Yeah, yeah. Um, they've got billion home workouts all over social media. The yeah. last thing they're going to do is pay you for personalized programming. Yeah. I mean, you're lucky enough, you've got a nice cool gym here. So you probably yeah. train a lot of your clients from home. But yeah, I didn't have any of those facilities. I didn't yes. have, all I had was my keystone. And I literally, I lost probably 70% of my clients. And yes. luckily I've got about 50% back now yep. from there and I've got more so it's, it's it worked out good in the end but I could have easily taken that on the chin and just gone fuck like screw this and been so like all over my head and just like let it get to me so much and resorted back to drugs and alcohol exactly 100% and yep. escape trying to escape reality and it's like that trauma doubling back to what we were saying you can't you, you can't let that shape you you've got to go alright no what can I do now to try and grow and get out of this and I knew like we're switched on in Perth how lucky are we with this COVID thing like so Victorians good. and like we've yeah. Kesh we're talking about on the way here like yeah. honestly it's scary man the Melbourne, Melbourne and stuff what's happening there I wonder what they're going to do now with phase 5 I wonder if they'll even let it go from next Saturday we'll see yeah you. not sure I right? not sure um, that's a good point like um, let's bring back to you said we were younger so drinking was a big part uh, 100% do you ever dabble yeah. in drugs is there anything that yeah so like up? Man, some I didn't really dabble in like hard drugs. I smoked a lot of weed. I was definitely like a crazy stoner. Like, Joe Rogan. Yeah, no, like I got sucked into the. I think everyone who kind of gets into the Joe Rogan stuff initially, because I was actually a mechanic um, before I got into oh, wow. the fitness okay. industry. Yeah, yeah. So not necessarily a quote unquote mechanic. I was a turbo technician. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I worked as At turbo um, tech or yeah, no, it was for G Turbo. Um, for um, they work they design yeah in uh, Balcata. Okay, so they, okay, yeah, they yeah. design um, like aftermarket uh, turbochargers for like yeah. Land Cruise, like four-wheel drives, 200 series and things like that, or yeah. diesel four-wheel cool, drives. Man. So I was balancing the turbos yeah. there for probably, I think it was two or three years. And I was earning a cool, nice salary. I think it was like 800 bucks a week yeah. for like a, you know, 18, 19 year old guy. That's sweet. You know, yeah, like you don't need much more. Exactly. For. I was living at yeah. home. This is, this is pre, like I'd already done my set three. And then I, like I said at the start of the podcast, I slacked off and I was just taking the cushy job, you know, and I was, yeah, listening to a lot of Joe Rogan because I had my headphones in all day. We we're allowed to listen to music all day. So I was yeah. just listening to podcasts. And I think, yeah, if you're an early Back listener. workshops were a bit more relaxed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, now you get caught headphones. hundred percent. Now you get, get done by safety, whiplash. So, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But safety yeah, officer comes I out. I think, man, you get sucked into Joe Rogan initially. He's a great guy. Very knowledgeable. Yeah. But you get sucked in. You, you got to realize that he gets on his podcast who he wants. Yeah. Like, just like I'm sitting here with you, because yeah. you probably wanted to sit with me and chat. Yeah. You know, same as me. If I want to get someone on my podcast, like, it's someone who I want to speak to. Not necessarily someone who maybe is going to, that everyone else is going to agree with. Yeah. So it's very easy, I think, to form biases and form opinions based on what you're listening to. Because it's, we are, you know, we're, we're consuming so much information every single day. So many things are fighting for our attention. So I think, yeah, I definitely got sucked into the whole Joe Rogan, weed's fine for you, like smoke every day, it's cool. He's some millionaire who's just like getting paid like thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars from advertising to have yeah. these podcasts stoned with like Elon Musk and shit, <laughs> you know? And I think it's a very different culture in America with yeah. weed. But, and so here, I definitely got sucked in. I lived with a few lads that still my best friends to this day. I'll still smoke every now and then, but it's not something that I let consume me every single day because I think, like we were saying before, I let it almost, used it as like a form of escapism just to try and escape the current reality. So, but in doubling back to what I was saying, sorry, is I was a mechanic at the time. I was still smoking a lot of weed and I actually did a 
had a drug trip. So this is I've never actually even spoken about this on on camera oh, or anything okay. like yeah, that. So this is like this is pretty this is pretty like new stuff for me to talk about. So like bear with me. But um yeah, I did I'm not sure if people are familiar with it, but I smoked um, dimethyltryptamine. So it's DMT. DMT, yeah. It's basically yep. a compound that's found in the body. You fall through the floor? Bro. Or did you drive through the ceiling? I, I broke through. Like 100% <laughs> broke yeah. through. Me and my friend did it. We did it in a safe environment. Um, he watched me do it first. I wa- um, sorry, I watched him do it first and I stayed sober. This wasn't then a he watched. Then he watched me do it first. Uh, I watched him do it first, sorry. And then he watched me do it. And like we basically just trips at each other. And man, it was the most prolific like experience I've ever had. Like it was amazing. Like it literally, I'm not advocating people do it. Like I felt like a a pull towards doing it. Like, I I don't know. I felt like I needed to do it. And as soon as I did that and kind of like, it just put some, you can't even fathom what it is. You can't even try and describe, I'm not sure if you've ever like done anything like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, So you've done it. You go through some very, um, multi-dimensional in your own mind. hundred percent. So I had a full out of body experience. Like I was looking at myself on the couch, like laying there. I had like full breakthrough, like, which is I think rare. Like a lot of people don't break through their first time. So like, I think because I was smoking a lot of weed at the time, I was kind of like halfway there. Yeah. (laughs) I I put a little bit on like weed that I was smoking and just like kind of melted it and smoked it. And man, this sounds so bad. I'm mean, not like some <laughs> hectic druggies we are in the fitness industry. Like we care about you guys. I'm just telling you what like shaped me. What yes. shaped me? You yeah, know, this is this it. is pre working at a gym. This is pre like coaching people. Like I was, and I realized I think in that moment like all the walls were breathing, the floor was breathing. I stumbled outside, like laid on the grass, and I felt like the grass was like growing over me. I was yeah. watching like all the stars move, like hieroglyphics everywhere, and it just. It put things into perspective and I was like, why am I doing this cushy nine to five job, you know, like clock in, clock out, get your cushy, nice salary, not really challenging myself and wondering why I'm coming home every day, you know, smoking so many, so much weed, trying to escape, you know, yeah. I'm unhappy with my life. Yeah. I was so unhappy and I realized like, holy crap, no, like if you actually try and put other people before you, you know, that's when you're going to start really finding your purpose, you know? Right. That's our and number one purpose on this earth. 100%. Help each other. Help each like, other. Whatever way it is. Like, exactly. Whatever, whatever way, way it is. is. Man. Just like try find a way to help someone else because that's where true happiness comes 100%. from. 100%. And then like, I remember when I, it started so little as like, I was like, fuck, I'll just start sharing like little infographics on Instagram. I'll start sharing stuff here and there. And man, I got, by no means I got a following or anything like that, but I've been posting like most days for the last like couple of years, like trying my hardest to just grow that. And it just, it makes you so fulfilled because even if one, even if I post one post and like two people like it and one person says, thanks for posting that, like I needed to yeah. hear it today, that just gives you that positive reinforcement that you're on the right track you know you're putting out information you're helping people out and instead of going to bed like every night uh, like when I was a turbo technician like oh fuck like I can't don't can't be asked wake up in the morning yeah exactly 100% thinking of like a million ways you can pull a sickie I I can't tell you the last time I pulled a sickie just because I'm fucking excited to wake up every day I wake up this morning I woke up like 40 minutes before my alarm, yeah, like yeah. ready to go. Like keen as shit to train, keen as shit to come do this podcast with yeah. you. Like Love life that. changes, man. Life changes. And like people are just so comfortable living their cushy nine to five lives. And they, it sucks. It's hard because man. a lot of them married, they got mortgages, kids to feed. Yeah. So they can't just quit like we did or I did. They can't just yeah. quit and just go like, all right, I'm going to try something else. Lucky I was in a financial position where I was able to do that. And I landed a decent job where I could move on to something else. But most people can't, they're just too comfortable and they're scared. And it's hard because you, it's very hard to see that 
see the light at the end of the tunnel, see that, no, you can be happier doing something else. You just have to be patient. And it's the daily grind. You'll sacrifice too. You'll make sacrifices for things that are comfortable. You'll sacrifice your own uh, comfortable state. Um, What was your experience with DMT, man? I didn't know you did it. Uh, I was actually acid. Oh, yeah, Yeah, crazy. It was horrible. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) It was shocking. Yeah. We were walked in one night in uh, the Newport Hotel in Frio. Yeah. And they had, I don't know why, but they had a person in a wheelchair there. Yeah. And another caller that had someone who was pregnant and they had a midget. And Are you sure you weren't imagining this? Oh, mate, no idea. So you dropped it with your mates before? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, going out. Shit. And I was just like, nah. Nah, this isn't good. Acid's, anyway, yeah. Acid's um, one thing I've tried <laughs> once and I don't think I'll do it again. Yeah, it's like, I just, do not uh, do it. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, my, my, my breakthrough would have been with meth in the opposite direction. Oh, of, shit. Um, it like destroyed my life for yeah. years. Like, it, was, it was something that took like, such a hold on me um, in the sense that, because um, I'm a very, I suppose I never click with weed yeah. um, for like, or all my youth, I never, I never found weed beneficial for my type of personality. Yeah. Where um, something about the stimulants that yeah. um, really click with me, right? Um, yeah. Being a very energetic sort of person, and obviously that affects brain chemicals, dopamine levels, um, serotonin levels. It fucks everything it's up. It's very right? prolific in WA. Like a lot of people it's, are doing it's it. It's so sad, man. And um, yeah, it got to the point where I was like, uh, I'd get high. And I'd spend two weeks on the couch, like trying to recover yeah. from one high. Just like and yeah, the calm yeah, down is hell bad. To the point where I realised. Shame, that, man. I'm sorry to hear. No, nah, it's all right, man. It's all part of learning. But appreciate you sharing, though. Yeah, that's all right. Um, it got to the point where I realised I was happier in my day to day life than I felt in high. Yeah. Like it got to the point where uh, the You're very like, last time. I don't time, need that. Yeah, I got the very last time I smoked meth was December 13, 2013, at like 7:45 at night. Yeah, that was the last time, and I remember as soon as I smoked it, I realized I didn't feel as good as I'd felt all day. Yeah, that's and that just clicked. And for eight hours, I didn't enjoy the high. Yeah, and I couldn't sleep, and then I cried for about three days Shit, because I couldn't. Man. I didn't have any energy yeah. to spend time with my daughter. Yeah, and I was like, "What sort of fire am I?" It took me about two weeks to get over that, and the pain was just surreal. It was like so much intense pain. Yeah, from letting myself down because. Prior to that, I'd been clean for about six months. Prior to that, I'd been clean for about a month. Prior to that, for a week and a week and a week. Yeah, and a week. so you'd always like, kept trying. It just trying. kept trying and relapsing. And it broke me so bad to the point where I realized, holy shit, I can actually be happy for the first time in my life without meth. Yeah. That was my breakthrough, right? Um, and then from there, um, alcohol. Yeah. So I started drinking. Um, so kind oh, of shift, so was like, shifted focus. Yeah, shifted yeah. focus. And I was like, fuck, I started drinking. And that was, um, that was the same thing, man. Like, um, my sort of personality is like everything you got or nothing. Yeah. So, um, same with alcohol. And that's why I, I had to. Very addictive personalities well. that we both have. Yeah. And now we've kind of shifted it into being addicted to fitness. Well, yeah, addicted to helping people. Yeah, man. yeah, like, exactly. Like, for sure. Like being, um, you know, like being self indulgent in the sense you're causing self harm. Yeah. It's now you're, um, you're helping people live better lives and you're getting you know? those endorphins getting that high you from get the same feeling yeah man it's, i fucking love if someone says 100 percent. yeah i love if someone says that no honestly man i don't think enough people talk about this like i think people are scared 
People are scared to say... People are scared to admit when they were wrong. They're scared to admit their mistakes that they've made. Because they think... Um, judgment. Exactly. They're like, oh, people judged. judge me. And fuck, I couldn't care. I couldn't care. you are going to judge you? 100%. I couldn't... going to judge you? Exactly. Who's the fuck? I could, everyone's <laughs> going to have their own opinion. Yeah. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. That's sweet. Everyone's just doing them. Like, there's going to be a million people that judge both of us from this podcast. Oh, yeah. Not a yeah. million, but there's going to be yeah. people that judge us from this podcast. And I couldn't care less. Like, exactly, judge yeah. me all you want. Like, I'm on my path. You're on yours. And that's the exactly. thing is like. It's, it's the same as kind of coaches that are really knowledgeable. They'll kind of keep that knowledge to themselves because they don't want to share it because they're like, it's mine. It's my precious, my precious. I can't share it. hundred percent. And like all you and me are doing is reiterating information that we've learned from people we respect. Yeah, Or we've exactly. learned from like evidence-based yeah, practitioners. I can't say like, what I know is the gospel exactly. of mine because I learned it from other people. And so. we're forever changing. Like yeah. re- new research is coming out. Like things are forever changing. Like we're finding out new supplements work. No, this supplement doesn't work. Like we, we're learning every single day and we're adapting on the fly as well. Yeah, like I think we both probably started out thinking like bro splits with your training to, yeah. ma- to maybe to maybe double back to training now and get a bit off the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like we probably started out thinking, I, I definitely started out thinking, you know, you go in your Mondays, you train your chest. You go on your Wednesdays, you train your back or whatever. You go on your Thursdays, your shoulders. And you're splitting each day into each body part. I like how, um, I like how you left out legs. <laughs> it's just like bro, there's nothing else I love legs back bro. chest and arms I love training legs bro honestly I think I think everyone's scared to train legs but you become a man when you start really training legs like, I remember my Great first on your chest. my first gym was um, HBF Arena oh, yeah, in, um, yeah. up in Junilup Arena and um, I remember like walking in there with my you know Gold's Gym stringer on <laughs> like I was short shorts yeah. thinking I was so swole the Ziz days you yeah, know, remember the Ziz days back then. bro I think I was like 65 kilos maybe 62 kilos I'm like 92 now and it's like so it's you been a long I thought I was the man back then you would have looked at you back then gone, mate I'm bigger than you exactly 100% but everyone was in the corner you know training chest biceps and I was like I would see the squat rack empty and then I would see the older boys training the squat rack and I'd look at yeah. their legs their calves and their overall body development and I was like fuck like I want to look like that but like, I'm going to go squat yeah yeah and I would literally I just squat three four days a week man like just because I loved the technical side of squats I love the progression I love seeing weight get added to the bar I love like all that sort of thing I love seeing my legs grow and then now it's the point where my legs are way more developed than my upper body I'm like fuck I gotta stop training legs but it's fun man you know I think we all find these like muscle groups and all find our kind of niche within training that we like but doubling back to the bro split type of training it's just not optimal you know, like everyone's trying to train, destroy a muscle group each session. And it's like, yeah, cool. But how, when are you next going to hit that muscle group? You know, how if, much can you recover? Exactly. You know, you don't need six, seven days to recover from an entire muscle group. Like, yeah, you might be sore as shit because you did like 50 sets of chest. Yeah. Whereas if you spread that over the week, you're going to get a lot more progression. So like you, I, I say this to so many people, you look at the month, if you're training chest once a week and back biceps or like legs once a week for the whole month like every week in the month you only train chest like four times in the week whereas if you hit it two three times you train what like eight nine ten times like way way more yes, over the month you know you, so increased frequency you're going to get that increased results providing that you're obviously you know recovering and adapt stimulus like recover it's like you need to 
think of the macro. I think everyone's so focused on the micro. They're so narrow-minded. Like, what can I do in this session? You know, train insane or remain the same. Like, no pain, no gain. Mate, that was me at the start, eh? Same, Just didn't make any progress. Exactly. Yeah, and like, you're wondering, fuck, why am I not going, man? I used to, like, load off on Jack 3D and C4. Bro, Jack. And be like, yeah! Man. And be like, you have curls Bro, and pressing. And I want to know. Curls and pressing. <laughs> and then, like, I'd lay in bed just, like, shaking you for about move. an hour after the session. Literally, man, 100%. <laughs> like, bro, I want to know how close was jacked to the yeah. feeling of, me- of meth. <laughs> Mate, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I, I jacked was crazy. Pre workout since 2015. Shit. For that reason. Do you still like just coffee or not? Uh, not so much coffee now. Yeah. Like, up until about uh, about four weeks ago now. Yeah. Stop drinking so much caffeine. Um, just to ease off, or uh, it was for blood pressure. Oh yeah, um, blood pressure is a little bit high. that, but um, yeah. So yeah, coffee was my go-to. Yeah. Uh, for a pre workout. Um, but really, if anything, man, I like to think, and this is where it comes down to mindset. It's like, yeah, if uh, and uh, you're you're aware of like Tony Robbins, yeah, for sure, yeah, man. Cool, man. Like, six grand courses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> See you, oh, mate. Cool. You couldn't catch me <laughs> down one of those, bro. I was just watching YouTube videos. Find all on YouTube. Hundred percent. Yeah, right. so, anyway, yeah, I, I did one of those courses about three years ago. You paid six grand. Um, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was a bit of money, man. It's a lot, mate. And I try and upsell you with it. Oh, and you're fucking in the hell. Like, oh, Good money. on him, though. He's just building. He's doing him. Yeah, he's got his. He's, doing he's got a business, business man. Um, but you know, one of the one of the things behind it was um, know your why. Yeah, it's like if you have a strong enough why, and, and, you know, Simon all motivation. Simon Sinek is big on why's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's there's a lot of people that talk about this why, and you know, that's, that's if there is a secret or you know what the secret is, is having a vision of why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah, and so that's where now training is more spiritual for me in the sense like it's not something I talk about often. But in my yeah. own personal training, it's a very spiritual type thing because I'll go into the gym, like, oh, you know, if I, if I know I'm training that day or if I'm, I'm on my way to go train, I'm like, all right, why am I doing this? Yeah. What's the goal? No, what's the goal what, today? What's, what's the, not, not just goal today, what's the goal in like 10 years? Yeah. What do I actually want to achieve? Trajectory. Yeah. And, yeah. and how can I do today to affect that in 10 years? Yeah. And that makes that gives me the, the motivation, the inspiration, whatever word you want to use. But yeah. it gives you something. It gives you something deep down inside to know that whatever you want to do, you're going to give it everything you can in that moment yeah. to not jeopardize your future, 100%. but to progress your future, right? 100%. And so, if you're too jacked up on um, Jack 3D or C4 pre workouts because some guy at Sup Store said this is the best thing for you. Um, then you don't have time to focus. Hundred percent. You don't. You, you're hyper focused. Hundred percent. Um, and you just can't, you can't think why. You're just like, oh, I've just got to go lift curls and pressing curls and pressing. It's kind of like yeah. another form of escapism, like we're talking about. Exactly. Before. You're trying to escape reality, almost a sense of like you're just going to get so jacked on shit that you can just get through this workout. Yeah, you're so just so trying you to get, get through. It it, trying to rush reps, trying to rush sets, trying to like you know you're just sitting man. there texting and your thumbs getting cramps because you're not fucking pulling the weights <laughs> enough. Yeah. And, like you're sitting on the machine, resting like ten minutes a set. Anyway, but yeah, like like I, I'm a big believer that when you train. Train, train with a purpose and intensity of purpose. Hundred percent. And if you don't, you know, if you just train to look good for some chick on the gram, you're probably not going to get the best out of it. I mean, maybe that motivate might motivate some you're people. Being, but. You're extrinsically motivated. So exactly. a lot of people think of like they they yeah they come into the gym with that extrinsic motivation, like they want to get the six pack or they want to get the big arms for the girls or whatever. But it's you look at the people in the gym that look the best. And they're intrinsically motivated. You know, they're focused on enjoying the process, enjoying the journey along the way. And then they're the ones that end up achieving those goals anyway. And then like, all right, what next? What next? You know, because we all have goals. We all have a place we want to get to. And I'm sure you're probably the same. You've had goals that you've reached now. And you get to them and you're like, 
oh, what's next? Like, yeah, there might be a, a cool moment where you're like super happy, you pat yourself on the back, but then what's next? You know, you need yeah. to find that intrinsic motivation and not be so extrinsically motivated. And, and motivated, you shouldn't be motivated on the opinion of others or, you know, what, what the media has formed, what you're consuming on social media. But it's like 100%, man, you've got to train with purpose. Like I posted a quote on my Instagram this morning that purpose fuels passion. If you have a purpose, like we're saying, we have a purpose to help other people. So the passion, I think, breeds through and people can see how passionate we are because we have that purpose to help other people. And, and I, don't, I don't know about you, but I personally, I, if I don't feel like I'm helping someone every day, like I almost feel like I've, that day's been a failure. Because what, 365 days in the year? 365 opportunities. Like if you're not trying to do something every day to better yourself or to better other people around you, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you're wasting time. Right, yep. You know, you're just, you're just coasting through life. You know, and fair enough, like everybody's personality is different. Like you're not going to help someone every single day. But if you're trying to, that's the most important thing, you know, and it might be like we're talking about the boxes before. Even if you're in the car box, help someone else, help someone else with their car, you know, teach someone else, start creating content around that. Like so you can educate other people. You'll be surprised because that passion like breeds through that purpose, you know, and people can see that. And then people are invested in that and they're like, fuck, like, I want some of that. You know, I want to be with that guy. Like, he's super passionate. He's super motivated. Like, he's always super positive. Like, I want to surround myself with them, you know? And then before you know it, they've become a lot more passionate and they've become a lot more positive. And you've, you've not done your job, but just by being a positive person, you've been that light around other people and brought them up as well. And it's like way too many people are just in this fucking negative mindset, man. Like, even talking about on the way to the gym before, you know, taking, sitting in the back of their car. Because obviously, you work at a gym, I work at a gym. You, how often do you look out the window and you see some guy scooping his pre workout out of his car? It's like 5 30 in the afternoon. And you're like, holy shit, bro, you're going to be up pinging till like 11, yeah, 12 at night. Yeah. You know, personally, I won't have caffeine after 4 p.m. Mm. Just because otherwise, like, the metabolism of caffeine breaking down, you're like 25 milligrams an hour. Like, if you have like a 200 milligram monster, that's eight hours that's going to be metabolized. Yeah. And everyone's like, I can sleep on caffeine yeah you might be able to fall fine. asleep bro yeah. but you're not in that deep REM sleep no. you're in a light stage of sleep you know you might have your eyes closed feel like you're asleep but you're not actually deep and actually getting that rest and digest you know that you're not prime that parasympathetic you're still in that sympathetic state but yeah it's like way too many people man are in that negative space and they're just sucking people around behind them you know they're like yeah I'm just gonna jack my pre-workout so I can just get through the shitty workout and get home to my shitty job get home to my shitty family it's like and it's sad man because it's all perspective. Like, even if you are in your shitty job, what are you doing to try and get out of that? Yeah. What are you, what are you doing within that job to maybe... You're working 12 hours a day. What are you doing with the other 12? You don't exactly. have to sleep. Exactly. You don't have to. Like, if you, really, if you really want it, you don't have to sleep. And I'm sure you've had nights where you've had sleepless nights because you're getting shit done. 100%. Like, like, Sunday nights for me. Always Sunday nights. Yeah. I always... Because I'm programming everyone for the week. Yeah. And it's my own fault, man. Like, I could easily program on a Friday or a Saturday, but everyone's doing their workouts. So I wait till everyone's completed their entire workouts for the yeah, week. Yeah. And then I'll sit down the whole of Sunday, Sunday cool, night yeah. and actually assess it all. And fuck, I'm up till sometimes three four and I've got to Mate, I take the 530 class and I'm like, it's what we do but it's it's not it's not the, that's not the sexy side you know yeah. but it's it's hard because you got like you know you got your Gary V's your motivational guys that are like yeah, fuck sleep you know sleep three four hours a night and then you've got your people in the fitness industry that are obviously speaking about how important sleep is oh, man, but it's a yeah. trade off you know you're not yeah. going to get perfect eight hours sleep every single night no. I'm happy to sacrifice my eight hours sleep to do my program for my clients so yeah. they're set up for the week or even fuck spend some time with my family if I've been at the gym for 12 hours and I get home and my partner or my family is there and they want to hang out for 3 hours and I know I've got to be up in 7 I'm like fuck this is life shit I'm going to cut 2 hours of sleep 
I'll get five hours, four hours because I want to hang out with my family. That's good relationships, you know. This health is so much more than just what you look like. 100%. It's what's up here and it's like, it's your holistic view on things. It's like your relationships, like how you're feeling day to day about yourself, like how you look at the world, like how you view your training, like you're talking about. It's so much more than just, you know, your cool six pack. Like, yeah, cool, bro. What next? Yeah. You know, like how are you helping people with that six pack besides your fucking gram, your gram selfies every single day and writing like, Dream big, work hard. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. How's your fucking shitty little like quote yeah. really helping people? Like, how, how many PCs What's that do you know? Hashtag that used to be a thing. Was it fit inspo? Was that a thing that used fitspo? To be? Fitspo. Yeah. Bro, I fitspo. I definitely hashtag. That. <laughs> I don't use I don't use hashtags anymore. Yeah. I don't. I just tend to not use them anymore, just because I feel like organic reach, like we're saying, is way healthier, and people kind of see through that, see yeah. through the hashtags, they see through that fake shit, and I would rather just come across authentic. And I feel like the second you stop actually giving a shit about likes views followers yeah. like you can actually be yourself on social media you don't oh, have to yeah. be this fake person man. yeah you know yeah. you can actually just be yourself and shine through and let your light shine you know yeah and don't just try and be someone else and conform to what you think society like wants you to be like it's just like what are you doing mate i don't know fuck man i went on a little bit of a tangent no, I love it, man. <laughs> like, um, one of the things you said there was about you know how how you can influence people right Exactly, um, and this is the power of social media. So I got a. You've got a big following, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. A lot of pain that's, to build it. But that's so honesty, man. That's honesty. People. Good yeah. on you, bro. Like you're being um, honest. You know, I've never paid for any marketing in my life. You happily paid. It's like, and yeah. you probably, and you've got a larger reach because of that. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I just look at it like as a. You it's know, a business. You, a, you might put a dollar and you might make twenty cents back. Hundred percent, sort of thing. So, um, yeah. So like, there was a guy who um, saw my two seventy deadlift at Green Zone. Yeah. Um, he gave me a message He's like, man, I'd love to come train with you. Um, you know, I met one of the other Revos over in Vic Park. Um, can I come see you? I was like, sweet man, here's my prices. This is what I do. This is where I can get you. Is this something you'd be interested in? He's like, yeah, let's do it. Book him in. One of the first things he says to me in his console, he's like, man, I, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm afraid to lift heavy because I've always like injured myself. And he's about my size and yeah. height, um, a bit uh, thinner frame. And he was like, man, that gave me so much inspiration seeing that seeing lift. You. He was like, seeing someone similar size to me, height-wise, be able to lift like that. He said, man, that I, I just can't wait till the day I can do that, and that's why I'm here. And I was that's like, sick, fuck man. yes. Yeah. I was like, that's exactly why I post this shit. 100%. Because I know someone is going to look at it and go, fuck, if he can do it, I can do it. Exactly. Like, it's not You never that, know who's looking at you. Man, you never know. Yeah. You never know who can just sit there and go, fuck. Like, instead of, you know, sometimes you think you're like, Maybe half the followers don't even like what I post. Who gives a shit? Scroll there's, past. There's don't a few people that just thrive off what you post. Hundred percent. And they, they just send you, you get messages and they're like, "Fuck man, that really helped me get through a tough day." And it's like that's it. it. That's day. the shit that fucking makes it worth it. Hundred percent. And like you could have easily not come to the gym that day. You could have easily not pulled that two seventy. Yeah. You could have easily done the two seventy and been like, "Oh nah, like." cocky like, I'm not going to post this yeah. you know but it's a fine line I think between confidence and cockiness you need to know when to kind of share your journey because I think a lot of people even with content like they're trying to create 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 and they're like why Why are you trying to always go be fake and create some fake shit and just sit down genuine, with your camera man. and try and just talk and take like 40 takes yeah. it's like just document your journey yeah. document your journey what's working for you what's working with your clients what you're eating what you're like what's going on in here your mindset and like that that's your content right there yeah. you know you don't have to try and overthink it and if people think you're being cocky 
See you later. Like, they're not the people I want to follow anyway. Exactly. We both know, like you were saying with social media and reach, like we both know a lot of people on social media. You know, they might be Dixon shredded for a week, a year for their bodybuilding comp. They'll get a billion selfies. They'll post it up, you know, with their fake tan in their, yeah. in their undies, you know, getting their big double bicep pose. And it's like, and then they put like a little quote there, like work hard, play hard. I'm like, or some shit like that. You know, it's like, dream big. It's like, how are you giving back to people yeah. that? You're just flexing. You're flexing your, <laughs> the way you look for that week, whereas now you're sat at home post-COVID, blow to the shit, yeah. white, pale as ass. You don't look nothing like that. How are you giving back to your followers? How are you helping people through that? But it's everyone's on their own journey. And like they're probably that. just yet to learn. Whereas if they took the time, post that, write maybe five things you struggled with comp prep. Yeah. You know, like shit like that. Like five things that you wish you did better. And people are going to go, holy shit, look how real he's being and like authentic and they can relate. That's the biggest thing is people underutilize being relatable on social media. We're all and struggling. We're all going through things. You need to be honest and speak about it. That's, that's a good point, man. You said you got a couple of questions coming through yeah. in the thing. Yep. One of the, one of the things was uh, about steroids. Yeah. 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 Let's touch on that, man. So somebody back. asked one of my clients actually, who actually dabbles with a bit of the old Geary. Yeah. He, um, he wanted to know, yeah, safe steroid use. And I know... I personally don't have any experience with steroids. Yep. I've been natty for life. It's puff, half natty. I'm on the creatine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the creatine. And the, and the cannabis oils. Exactly. And the cannabis oils, bro. That's just good. Anyway, oils, and, but yeah. yeah, he wanted to know a bit about safe steroid use. And like you and me have spoke about it a little bit in the past. Yeah. And like we've joked about it, but I think it'd be good. Yeah, like we're, we may as well follow this trend about being yeah, authentic cool, and actually um, talking about it because you'd be a lot more educated on the topic than me. Yeah, man. Let's hit it. So like one of the things, and you're talking about influencers and people posting shots of how they look on their highlight reel. Yeah. Most of the time these, you know, if you if you're following people that compete in high level bodybuilding, yeah. they're juice to the nines. If you're following people that are abnormally strong, they're juice to the nines. Like yeah. juice, I mean they're they're on they're using performance enhancement. Your Larry wheels and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that. like yeah. even even myself, right? Like I, I used um, once I hit a certain level of strength to push myself further into competition. Like you got to your genetic ceiling? Yeah, got to got yeah. to the genetic ceiling of where I could get in strength, uh, I used performance enhancements to push it even further. So yeah. one of the things I uh, one of the Times was I had a strongman comp where I had two thirty-five kilos for reps on squats. Yeah, and I got I think I got three reps. Seven weeks later, I had the state title was two seventy-five for max reps. Shit. And my max at the time was two forty. Yeah. So Fuck. used not only with fucking some back-breaking, knee-breaking, grueling training <laughs> yeah. and a fuckload of calories, yeah. also using performance enhancements to help me get that. And in seven weeks, I did two seventy-five, two reps. Shit. So it was, it was a ridiculous amount of, um, um, uh, what do you call it? Progression. Done right progression. Yeah. But I think make. people would think that just because you took the steroids that you'd all of a sudden got that, but they don't see can't all the, like you're the saying, gaps. the backbreaking yeah. training, yeah. the recovery and all the food. You yeah. can't, you can't just expect it to come from nowhere. Like I think everyone chalks it up. Like, oh, that guy's on gear. You know, yeah. like, yeah, he might be on gear, but he's putting in the fucking work. Oh, yeah. He's working so... He's training like two, three hours a session. He's sleeping his perfect eight, nine hours a night. You know, he's getting his perfect calories, tracking him to a T. And I can respect that. I can respect the dedication. To me, it doesn't really take away from an athlete, especially if they're like yourself and they've worked hard to get to that genetic ceiling yeah. first. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, nah, I still want to step it up. Let's go. But I think a lot of people now are dabbling in like Psalms. Yeah, so Psalms. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one too. Um, and keep in mind, these are we're talking about prescription drugs here, and one of the key things I always result about uh, or talk about 
if if clients are interested in going down this path for increasing performance or size yeah. is speak to your doctor yeah like get like, your blood like, get your blood yeah, work done a lot as of well. people are too scared to talk to their doctor about it because yeah it's taboo but if you get a doctor like you can go on health engine and search doctors who specialize in hormones and speak to them they're more than happy to talk about with you yeah um and you know if you go see a sports uh sports doctor or a specialist or endocrinologist yeah uh, someone that can give you the right advice on what you're doing to make sure you're not your blood markers aren't going out of whack so your liver's healthy kidneys are healthy red blood cell counts healthy um i think that's important regardless like you should i always ask my clients when's the last time their blood test and if it has been a while like get one now and then like kind of periodically just to make sure you're on the right track but yeah it's so important yeah and like especially when you're when you're putting external um medication into your body to increase muscular size you got to track to make sure everything's working in sync because there's going to be a point like different different body sizes. The guy I learned a lot of a lot of about was you know he's a big one on uh, different size of bodies will yeah. respond differently to different amounts Doses, yeah. and loads within yeah. the body like um you know just just general muscle size um, and that's another thing too is with with steroids is or performance enhancements is you're usually going to get more it's more of a muscle size effect than as a strength effect yeah. so the muscle size will come and that's where the strength will come yeah um, and just being really cautious on how you program because when you get a bigger amount of muscle increase and you get a large amount of strength you that, that happens quickly where yeah. joints and ligaments don't happen as quickly um, so as you know like yeah. you know, muscle will take you know uh, seven ten days to recover yeah um joints and ligaments may take six weeks to recover yeah so when you look at recovery not just in a rehab sense but a prehab sense and Mm. the fact you don't want to injure yourself you got to give yourself enough load to progress without overdoing it and breaking something so 100 um yeah lucky for me yeah lucky for me i've never broken anything never tipped never never torn anything same time like i've got i've had minor tears in both meniscus yeah. in my knees um, that was just from trying to carry a 300 kilo yoke and then going to um, sprints later in the day and then going and trying to do boxing as well it, yeah. all on the same day that was yeah. just stupid and so you like, know where you went wrong yeah. yes I know where I went wrong right um, and another thing was trying to carry a car had a strap <laughs> slip in just my... as you do yeah yeah <laughs> just fucking carry the car <laughs> 420 kilo car go pick it up strap slipped and pop my shoulder out pop oh, back that's in crazy um, but yeah like little shit like that and you just think back you're like alright well how could I have done that differently yeah. you, you learn like thankfully nothing's been long term damage yeah. but um, yeah if you want to use performance enhancements to increase muscle size and strength just make sure you one have a good coach doing structured programming um, you know, equally important to have a good doctor yeah. and two have a good relationship open relationship with, with people doctor. in your life too oh yeah yeah, yeah for sure because it's going gonna, it's gonna to affect your mindset 100% like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to push your body higher yeah. so that's one of the reasons why um, caffeine for me I had to cut out because that was an extra stimulus going into my body pushing my blood sugar uh, sorry blood pressure, blood pressure up yeah. when with supplements going in it's also pushing you know you're, you're pumping you know everything's working a lot harder yeah. in your body so I guess that's a sacrifice um, you gotta make yeah yeah exactly so a sacrifice and so yeah you gotta, you gotta just take a lot of things into consideration make sure you got open relationships with the people around you with yeah. what you're doing and um, that's that's the safest way to do it yeah so main yeah. takeaways get your blood work done make sure you got a good relationship with your doctor and yeah. open with your family and your friends and that you are doing yeah. it and have a good coach yeah, have doing a good coach. structured don't, don't just get bro science or some dude at the gym who told you to take this and slap it in 
it's like if you're, if you're gonna die like don't do that it's yeah. scary man honestly it's super scary I think a lot of people think they need that as well doubling back to what we're saying being extrinsically mm. motivated they're like nah I'm gonna I wanna get the fastest results possible I'm gonna jump on gear time, just so man. I can get big arms I can get that big chest big back yeah. big legs whatever it is you know so for other people it's like you need to make sure that are you taking steroids for you like you hit your genetic ceiling like you said mm. and then for your own it wasn't for anyone else you did it for yourself because you wanted to get to that next level yes exactly. and I've got friends that are in the power in powerlifting like big powerlifters that they're exact same they've hit their genetic ceiling and they they were kind of against it initially but then they said to themselves no like I want to push it to the next level if I do want to be really competitive in this and actually be one of the best in the world I need to kind of take this you know and, and it's not I think the amount of people in it's the like, Olympics what are you prepared to do exactly it's <laughs> like, like doubling goals. back to what you're saying at the start yeah. sacrifices you know, you've got to be disciplined in certain areas, but it's, yeah, it's hard, I think, with steroids with the, even with Psalms these days, is I'd almost rather my clients did steroids than did Psalms, because there's not enough research on Psalms. Like, it's very short term, whereas steroids is at least a ton of research back. Yeah, yeah. And we might find, 60s. and who knows, we might find that Psalms are okay, but they're not too bad, like, very similar to steroids, like, if they're done in a safe environment and they're done with a doctor, and they're based on your body type and stuff like that, but, yeah, we might... I just, I don't, I would hate to look back and be like, and find out one day that Psalms is just like fucked for you and it's just like yeah. wrecking you. Cause I've got friends on Psalms and I'm like, man, like, like you may as well just do steroids, bro. You know, <laughs> like, but I'm, um, doctors are a big one, man. Like I've had some old fashioned doctors, eh? Like walking in to get my blood work done just periodically. And I've had doctors being like, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you want to get your blood work done? Like, what are, you, what are you doing, mate? Like, you're 23, your testosterone's fine. And because they just make that presumption that you want to jump on steroids straight away. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, mate, I'm just here to make sure my health markers are health. I'm in the right place. My blood, you know? I have a right to know. How, exactly. Yeah, how come, say to clients, like, how come, your blood. 100%. You fucking know what's going on. How come girls can go in all the time to check their iron and they don't even bat an eyelid? Guys come in, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you want to look at your testosterone? It's like, just treat us the same. Yeah. Gender, gender equality, you know? Like, we're Love the same, it. you know? But it's true, yeah. man. You need to, I think blood work is a big one. Like, you need to get your blood work done periodically because otherwise you don't know if you're actually deficient. And everyone wants these meal plans, these perfect supplements. They're going to have organic food, organic this. But it's like, that doesn't really matter if your blood work's on track and you're like healthy and you're, everything's on track like your health yeah, markers are in the yeah, healthy like range you're it okay you're okay <laughs> yeah you know, is it going to get better by eating that exactly yeah. like fuck if you have your blood work done and find out you're super low in B vitamins or like iron and things like that then shit you know alright I'm probably going to have to start adding some more stuff in my diet based yeah. around that and it's like it's not that hard same with like um, like you'd saying at the start with shredded how they were super strict on you with gluten and stuff like yeah. how many people do you come to you and they're like all right, so what are we going to do? I'm going to cut out gluten. I'm going to cut out sugar. I'm going to cut out dairy. I'm like, ha, ba, 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 ba. Like, wait, do you have any actual intolerances to those yeah, things? Yeah. Because... Or are you just eating it Or do you just think it's bad? Much. Exactly. Or do you just think it's bad because yeah. of what the industry has told you? It's like... You eat a cheese toasty sandwich five times a day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, how about we just go once a day? Exactly. That's going to make more of a difference. <laughs> 100%. It's yeah. like, are you... If you drink a glass of milk and you shit yourself, then fuck, yeah, you might be lactose intolerant, love. Like, that's a... Yeah. Then you need to go and go like alright maybe I need to look at dairy food options but if you drink a glass of milk and you're fine like you don't bloat it, like I'm fine I have milk with most of my protein shakes yep, yep. just because it's a way of getting extra calories in you're getting yep. calcium in as well and it's like it's fine like I'm not intolerant to it but then person B might yeah shit themselves and they shouldn't have that you know it's like it's not so hard everyone overcomplicates it they want to yeah, get man. these genetic tests done, yeah. tests done and it's just like why are you overcomplicating the process? Yeah. With, like, just chill out. Focus on the macro. 
Like, mm. what are you doing most of the time? Big picture, yeah. 100%. 100%. But one more question yeah, I did it, have through was... Can you um, chat a little bit about Psalms too? Yeah, yeah I'm, well look, you're man. a lot more... You'd be, no, that's yeah, all right, man. Like, you'd be a lot more educated on me than that. I find, I find the Psalms, like, um, they have... They're a lot more timid in the fact they... Because... Um, you think like the best way I can probably explain it is like you think of like steroids going and it affects every you know it will attach to any cell that can be yeah um that can hypertrophize or it can like yeah uh, grow again that's not not a doctor so don't take what I'm saying as uh, factual more so but with the Psalms thinking of it like uh, so uh, Psalms stand for selective androgen receptor modulators right yeah. so it will go in and it will bind to your um. Uh, bind to your receptors that help you attract more androgens and yeah. produce more androgens within your body. Yeah. Um, so if you look at it like that, it's more selective in its approach. So it's got less effects, uh, or less known effects, as you know, there's not that yeah. much research on it. There's not a lot, there's not a um, ton eh? With what I've noticed with clients that use it, um, especially with females, is their blood markers won't go berserk. Yeah. Um, like a respect with steroids, steroids. So it, like things won't skyrocket it's a very slow gradual like over yeah. over a period of like eight weeks yeah where steroids like within one week everything's like doubled like yeah. testosterone doubled like DTM like everything sorry um, gets jacked up yeah everything's jacked up right so more so with the um, sums everything's very gradual so you can take it down yeah very slowly too so you can you can build it up very slowly and then drop it off and everything like usually goes back to normal very fast yeah. so in ways of blood your body then, returns to home yeah so that's yeah so that's what i find there's not such a big drop off when you pump in it's pretty much like pumping like something steroids like pumping rocket fuel into a fucking v8 supercar <laughs> yeah and then like um trying to put like 91 in yeah there's, there's, you're gonna have difference in performance so that's yeah. that's that's one way to look at it yeah no, choose um, the Yeah, what are, what are some um, other questions you got? Um, another interesting one, so there's a few stupid ones, obviously. Yeah, go fit for it, man. T, Fit T, booty bands, all huh? shit like that. But, um, booty I bands? Think, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love a good booty band, bro. Yeah, man. It's I, good, I think they're good for... Um, good for activation uh, stuff, good for warm-up. Yeah. I, I hate how people kind of say activation. It's kind of like engaged. Yeah. It's like a word that's like, I don't know, um, it's very... Oh, what's the word for it? It's very like heebie-jeebie. I don't know. It's like very yeah. wooey, you know. But uh, I do think you know it, what I love booty bands for lateral raises. Fuck yeah! It's I love them for just fucking just go for lateral raises, like max out, like max. Try try to break the band. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gonna, and I, I, I do try. that. I go that behind hands behind the back and like try to do lateral raises with a band on and just fucking just yeah. shred your delts. Hey, that's for me, one. I program them like hip, <laughs> hip abduction, shoulder bands. <laughs> but yeah, hip <laughs> abduction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I program them mainly for like hip abductions, like um clams things like that work on people like internal external rotation yeah. of the hip and um but uh, no, another good question we did get sorry moving on from booty bands sorry for all the fit fit touches too much oh, sorry. yeah <laughs> sorry Every, for everyone does it that's really? happening it's it like you're talking about bang <laughs> sorry about that no, you're right. um yeah the um the other good question i got i got so i got a heap, a heap of questions but i think another good one that we should probably cover quick is like refeeds and diet breaks yeah man so do you utilize them with your clients so i do but not really yeah. So usually, like what I, what I say to my clients is, uh, this is this is how I structure nutrition. Yeah. Um, it's, it's no, I don't, I don't go. This is my way. No one should know about. I, I simply go. You've got seven days in a week. Let's just use a round number, ten thousand calories. Oh shit. So like just an example. We'll go, yeah. You in over seven days, you're gonna have ten thousand calories. You're gonna choose three of those days where you're gonna have high days, 
and four of those days where you're going to have low days. Is this for just a general client or like a fat? This is for anyone. This is this is for anyone that wants to lose body fat and maintain or build muscle mass, which yeah. is pretty much everyone's goal. Yeah. No one comes in and goes, I, I want to lose all my muscle mass and all my body fat. <laughs> yeah. Like no one says, if they do, yeah. they're fucking probably. Just everyone stupid. wants that magic. Yeah. So everyone wants that magic, and the way I find that works best for people is for. Three days of the week, you're going to be in a surplus of calories, which is yeah. a position where you're going to be hypercaloric. Super, yeah. Like, yeah, super loaded with glycogen, right? State, so, yeah. generally, that's for your higher carbohydrate days. Yeah. Four days of the week, you're going to be in a deficit. So, that's the day where you're going to be in depletion. Yeah. So, where you're most likely, more likely, um, going to be in a position to be able to burn or yeah. utilize body fat breakdown, right? Yeah. So, if you look at the total week, because people go, oh, you can't burn fat and build muscle at the same time. Well, no, you can't, but there's seven days in a week. There's 30 same days, there's 365 days a year. Yeah. Split it up. Yeah. So it's easier for people Once in again, a week. Focus on the macro. Yeah. yeah. You know, some people do it differently. They might go for four weeks, you're going to be in a deficit, for two weeks, you're going to be in a surplus. It's like, if you're a fucking robot, that works. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I tried to do a deficit for more than like a week and I'm fucking, I'm, <laughs> it's I'm blow my head, blow my fucking brains struggle out. Town. And it's like, fuck that. How about, you know, the psychological effect or for the people even more hardcore, I'll push five days deficit, yeah. two days surplus, split over weeks. So not yeah. in that order. It might be, let's say, um, usually it's muscle groups I want them to focus on. I was going to say, yeah, do you so, prioritize those higher calorie days maybe mm-hmm. around like their heavy squats or their heavy deadlifts or... Depend on the person. So yeah. this will depend on the person. So if they work a very physical day yeah. job, right, and they're training, those are the days that go on the high calorie days. So the days where they know they're going to work an extra few hours or they're like, they got a little bit fucking in the 40 degree heat all day. Yeah. And they're going to go, might have to train that day too. It's like, those are your high calorie days. Yeah. Or if it's an office person who's sitting down all day and they've got a big day at work, yeah. they're busy all day, those are their low days. Yeah. Why is because they're sitting there they're sedentary and they're not thinking about food because yeah. it's busy. And for other people that um, usually, and this just comes down to the questions asked them, it's like, when do you feel like you want to binge? They're like, it's when I'm sitting at home on a Sunday and I've got nothing to do. Save your That's your high calorie day. Yeah. That is one of your high calorie days we're going to do. So the rest of the days, you know, there's going to be low, 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 high, low, high, low, low, high, as an example, over yeah. seven days. Yeah. Right? So I make it suit that because to me, that's more psychologically. Um, comforting yeah then going alright you get a refeed day of eat shit all day and like it's like you know they can if they want to eat shit in those calories I'm it's like them, yeah. go for it but you're gonna feel like shit how about just 100%. eat some nutrients filling food nutrient so dense yeah. yeah yeah 100% yeah so that's that's how I answer that question I think um, I think like you said it's got 100% vary on the, the individual so you got like Betty that loves to binge on a Sunday and then you got like Tim that has like work drinks every Friday night you know, he's probably going to need his high calorie day on a Friday. Yeah. But yeah, it bas- it depends on the individual. Individual like Jackson Pios. Um, you, are you familiar with his? Yeah, man, a lot bro, of stuff, man. All his research, man. He's crazy. He's, yeah. he, he, he's sick, Brains man. He's in a hundred percent. He's in yeah. insane shape as well. Like all his research on like diets and like um refeed, refeeds and diet breaks, man. That's crazy. Like, yeah. It's so interesting to read. So definitely follow him if you are interested in that sort of stuff. But do you get most of your clients to um track calories? All of them. If they want results, man. Shit. Yeah, 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 100%, man. I'm a big believer in it because um, the fact is, I, I use the analogy as like fueling up your car. Yeah. So let's say you don't have a fuel gauge on your car, which is human body doesn't. Yeah. You don't have a fuel gauge on your, you don't have a visual fuel gauge on your car. Yeah. And you drive it around and you don't know how much fuel is in there. So you go fuel up at the petrol station. 
you also don't have a physical stopper on that fuel pump. Yeah. You just keep pumping until you think it's full. What do you think is going to happen to your car? You're going to be pissing fucking fuel out everywhere. It's true. You're going to be breaking down every fucking couple yeah. of days. Your car's going to be flooded full of petrol. It's yeah. probably going to fucking blow up. Yeah. That's literally the human body. We do not have a physical gauge of how much fuel we have in yeah. and we don't have a physical stopper of how much pit in. The solution to that is track how much you're having. Like, yeah. that, it, it might not be... Even, like, let's go back to the fuel gauge. That's not 100% accurate. Yeah. Nor is tracking calories. No. But fuck, it gives you a pretty it's bloody close, good idea yeah. of what's going in and what's coming out. 100%. I think I'm very similar. Like, I won't disagree with you. I think everyone can benefit from tracking calories. And they should, I think everyone should spend at least a brief, whether it's a few months or even a few weeks, just getting to know caloric measures and yeah, getting to know, yeah. like, the value of food and getting to know, like, portion sizes and things like that visually so that they can actually eat more intuitively but I think for me is always trying to get people away from that you're, you're definitely going to have your personalities like, I've got a client Mark fucking love the guy he's been a client of mine from RBT so literally like two or three years wow. yeah, yeah. tracks his new, he's, he works for BHP Billiton like he's an engineer tracks like his numbers. calories religiously bro yeah religiously for the last three years he has not missed a day to the point where he's got he was going away with his family this week I said to him Mark if I see you on that bloody app tracking your calories I'll be pissed off at you yeah I was like I do I want you to take the time away from your phone. I want you to spend some time with your family. Eat intuitively because it's his refeed week anyway. So we've increased his calories by a lot of carbohydrates. Yeah. So he's going to be eating off the cuff anyway. And he's been tracking for so long. He fucking knows portion sizes. He knows like yes, what's yeah, roughly yeah. like 20, 30 yeah. grams of protein. So I told him just prioritize your protein like you have been. Plenty of whole foods. But then enjoy stuff with your daughters and your wife as well. You know, like it's life. It's, it's hard because... I, I work with a lot of general pop clients. Maybe you work with a lot more athletes. Like because performance or Yeah, performance-based, which yeah, I think yeah. everyone... I treat everyone like an athlete. I don't tend to try and try and like look at them as just like, you know, Mary Muffin Top and then you got like... Yeah, Mary Muffin Top. Yeah, and then you got like Phil the Strongman. Peter Butter Bean. Yeah, exactly, you know? But I think so everyone can benefit from tracking calories initially, but I think... For some people, it's super overwhelming even following a program. Oh, yeah. So for me to go, all right, yeah. man, here's your calories, here's your macros as well. Like, go for it. Like, I need you to see them hitting them every day. So for me, I'll kind of like, it's like, it's like if you've got a leaking tap, you're not going to, you're going to come with a toolbox, but you might only use the spanner. You know, you're not going to all of a sudden start taking out all the tools trying to fix this leaking tap. You might just start with the spanner and then see if you gradually need to use other things, you know, maybe some duct tape, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the same. I look at the same with personal Man, training. Man, that'll stop people getting fat. <laughs> yeah. Fucking duct tape. Just, just, just duct tape their mouth. Fucking mouth. Just stop their, stop their favorite exercise. Oh, fork to mouth. Oh, mate. Fork to mouth. Just fucking tape a weight in their hands. <laughs> so every time they have to lift up a fork, it's a fucking challenge. Hundred percent. Of a mouth. <laughs> Literally yeah. that. Literally, man. Like but that. it's. I think it's utilizing what you tape. need to. <laughs> what you need to to get the clients the best results, like yeah. within their lifestyle and based on that. And 100%. everyone's so different, man. Like I'm saying, like if you're working with someone who's never followed a structured programming program, they've never followed a diet plan, they've never even don't even know what a calorie is yeah. the last thing i'm going to try and do is overwhelm them with everything at one shot exactly so yeah. what i tend to do with those clients is i'll go give them their programming will because that's probably the most important thing that we want to focus on initially and look, at their, look at their sleep stress management make mm -hmm. sure they're recovering well and then i just do food photos 
So I get them to send me. So I'll just get take that, get them to take a photo of every meal or every caloric beverage snack, yep. and every three days, just go through bang bang bang, collect, go through their camera roll, select all those images, and just forward them through. And then from there, I can kind of get a snapshot of. And I tell them I'm super transparent. I'm like, don't hide anything from me. There's no right wrong. Even if you binge, just take photos of it. Like send it through. And then from there, I can start slowly educating them on good and bad choices. Yeah. So for me, there's yeah. not really yeah there's unhealthy and healthy food but I tend to not look at it like good and bad I look at it just like more nutritious Man, less if, nutritious if you've done drugs like illicit drugs before there's no real bad food Jesus 100% uh, yeah. 100% like, there's not it's, there's more nutrient dense yeah. food and less nutrient dense food there's gonna yeah. be food that's that you're eating just for the temporary mouth pleasure Man, I had this client telling me how they watched a documentary on Netflix oh, bro. that white bread <laughs> game is changes bad. or whatever and I said <laughs> I smoke meth meth is fucking bad <laughs> White bread is not fucking bad. It's the same bloke that's smoking a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> oh, pack of cigarettes a day. He's like, oh, meat's killing me, mate. Oh, you know, man. like, oh Jesus. I was just like, but once again, it's like he just needs to be educated. So yeah. the last thing you kind of want to do is just give him a bunch of calories and macros to yeah, eat, exactly, and just say, yeah. go for your life, Phil. Yeah. Because it's like he's just going to be super overwhelmed. Chances are he's just going to like put in what he want, what you think you, what he thinks you want to see and then it's just going to binge and keep that from you so for me the food photos works really well if someone comes to me with a personality type like mark one of my engineering clients yeah. and he's super like stringent super good with numbers super strict on himself yeah fuck we'll go down the calorie route because i know he'll track those calories mm. but i think the goal is to always get people to that point and if they're where they want to put on muscle or lose fat or both it's like ca- counting calories is important for me i think you can get away with not counting when you're trying to put on size Whereas when you're trying to lose fat, it's a bit more stringent. You need to make sure that your caloric averages, like you're saying, your seven-day screenshots are on point. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it shouldn't be... I think the goal should be getting people away from tracking calories and eating more intuitively and being able to make right and wrong decisions. Like, being able to, like, make the best choice within that day, within that moment. Like we're staying back to the sleep thing. Like, you got to, like, sacrifice sometimes. You, you've got a fucking family event. You're not going to be sat there with your chicken and broccoli in the corner. You're going to fucking have a bit of cake. You're going to enjoy. You're going to have a few drinks with your family someone's birthday or something you're not gonna those are the shit that's the shit that you look back on later in life and you're like I'm so glad Enjoy. I did that you know Man. I never want to look back and think I could have eaten that you yeah. know you don't want to be on your deathbed with regrets not that you'd be on your deathbed with regrets with food but you, you snapshot back to moments in your life when you're sat in the corner being that boring kind of like you know eating chicken and broccoli hey, and and that, like, this is where tracking like breaks it for me yeah um, for people is this is like I suppose reverse education the yeah. sense is People come to me and they say, I want to look like this. I'm like, cool, let's do it. People go, I want to live like this. I'm like, cool, let's do it. I'm like, this is how much work is involved. Yeah. This is what I need you to do. I need you to hit this, hit that, hit that, because this is what people do to get that. That They're look like, like that, yeah. Oh, Oh, I, oh I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. They're cool. not willing now to just, sacrifice. Now just eat however you want it, can eat. Yeah. That, yeah that's, what, that's, how I, that's how I educate people in the sense like, if they, if they really want it, They'll follow that, and if they can't, it's okay. It's yeah, not the end it's of the fine. world. It's you, fine. You come up with the best yeah. plan you can. Yeah, you for can that. exactly. I yeah. think. I think I've, I've been saying this a lot lately in my consultations. Is I like to think of myself like a driving instructor. Yeah. You know, we might charge a little bit initially, and but what do you pay your driving instructor? You pay him quite a large fee initially to help you. You know, learn the stop for shop. Help you learn. You know, you left something yeah, behind. Yeah. Yeah. Learn your correct U-turns. Your like indications, like looking over your shoulder, shit like that. Because he gets you to pass that test. Same with us. I think we just want to. We, I don't want people paying me forever. 
like if we clients like Mark who've pay, been paying me for a few years, like other clients like that as well, it's like yeah. it's fair enough. They love that accountability and they've got the financial. Most of them love to chat, got, man. Exactly. Yeah. They love, to, they love to work out and they love to chat in that 100%. thirty seconds. You get exactly. That's the most they get in their day. Exactly. <laughs> and they're the most excited. Exciting part of exactly. Their day. And they're yeah. excited to it, but yeah, it's our it. job, I think, to tell them, look, like let them know when they are ready to go on their own and let them know when, look, you, you can say bye to me now. Like you're well educated. You yeah. know your shit. You don't have to keep paying me if you want. Like. I think that's what sets you and me apart from most personal training is we're not trying to just smash people into the ground. Yeah. We're not trying to just get people paying us forever. We actually have an exit plan for them and we want to help educate them in the process and what works best for them, what works best for their lifestyle and try and create a program that can get them the best results in the least amount of time as mm. possible with the least amount of work. Man. You know, because anyone can design a program that's going to fucking kill someone. So but you need, to, you need to double back and think like, what is the job at the end of the day? What is this person paying you for? Do you want to suck them dry of their money mm. or do you want to get them the biggest bang for your buck in that 45-minute session or in that weekly program yeah, that you're exactly. writing or in that nutrition yeah. plan? You know, you need to be able to provide that personalized experience, man. That's it, man. Um, but fuck. That's pretty much it, man. Is there anything else you want to chuck in there? I'll just quickly run through those Instagram questions again. Like I said, there was a ton of stupid ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, the refeed diet breaks, man. Like, I think that's yep. super important. Like, for me, I'll give... They time kind of like with deloads as well is like and females especially like with their menstrual cycle and stuff I tend will, I'll give my like female clients refeeds on that shark oh, week I don't, even, I don't even talk to females about food during that one I just eat eat yeah she's next week you know what I'm <laughs> bro what are you scared bro, of I'm just like what are you scared go, of bro go to Coles grab as much ice cream as chocolate oh, as you can you can't do that you can't and then that. just I'll turn around and walk away <laughs> I'm kidding it's hard uh, it's hard some other questions you got it's hard man um yeah, nah. The rest of the stupid fit tees and stupid shit like that. <laughs> I think the people listening fit to this, people, fit exactly, you know, like you, you're like similar to like your body wraps, just like your bullshit huh? fucking supplements. The fit tees that are just like a diuretic that pretty much just make you. I'll make you shit. They'll make you shit all your water weight out, and you grass. step on the scale. <laughs> you step oh, on the scale. Step do. on the scale, and you're like, fuck yeah, I've lost heaps of weight, but you've just lost a ton of like water weight. You know, it's like stupid. But I think the people that are listening to this yeah. podcast are well educated on that, man. They yeah, know man. that shit's not proper. But no, nah, yeah, thanks so much for having me on, Kate. No worries, man. Thanks gotta for make listening. This, yeah, thanks gotta for make listening, this happen guys. again, man. Um, I'll chuck. Um, I'll chuck Callum's. Say your name, right? like hundred percent. I always call you Kel. Anyway, um, yeah, Chuck, <laughs> Kel, I'll Chuck, Kel, and Fraser's um, details in the description at the bottom of the podcast. Please Appreciate go give them a follow and reach out to them if you're anywhere up north of the river and you need a good coach to get you to your goals. Oath, mate. Thanks for having cool, me on. Man. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate Happy it. Saturday, guys. Take care. See you, guys.